locate the minutes and then close the meeting. And uh, without much ado, let me check if there are any apologies. Brian, may I check if there are any apologies? In, indeed, Chair, uh, uh, we have uh, an apology you, from the minister who is in cabinet. We also have an apology uh, from the deputy minister who is having an apology from Ingo Sitabekulu and an apology from Mr. Mafanya who has a doctor's appointment. Those are all the apologies. Okay, now colleagues, these are the apologies. Uh, there is there no objection to us uh, accepting the apologies? No problem. No problem. Uh, they've been accepted. All right, thank you very much. <clears throat> Without much ado, let me welcome uh, the Director General of the Department of Military of the Department of Military Veterans as well as the team that is um, accompanying her um, uh, today. Uh, may I invite her to take us through the first uh, presentation. There are about three presentations. And uh, so uh, the second presentation is about 10 slides or so. Uh, may I invite you to take both presentations, one after the other, and then we'll have the discussions uh, afterwards before we take the last presentation. Over to uh, Director General. Thank you very much, Chairperson, and good morning to the Chair and good morning to the members. Uh, just to apologize that my laptop has got challenges. I'm using um, a, a risk uh, manager's uh, a laptop. But we are ready, Chairperson, to come in. Uh, Mr. Siam was going to do the first presentation. Mr. Siamo? Good morning, Chairperson um, and members, and good morning, DG. Um, let me just sh share the presentation. Good morning, Mr. Siengo. Okay. Is the presentation visible, Chip? Yes, yes, it is. Okay, then. Um, basically, this is the structure of the presentation, and I will try and, and go uh, through uh, the first few slides quicker because it's just generic slides that talk about the department so that I can get basically to the to the matters that we want to present to the portfolio committee in terms of the quarter four performance of the department. Then in terms of the financial uh, in summary of the, the financial information for quarter four, 
I must indicate that maybe just upfront that um, this is quarter four, but what you would begin to to see now is that it um, it when we it was it's not audited uh, quarter four, but you might see a slightly different um, you know uh, picture when we present the annual report. I think in a few weeks' time. Um, uh, in terms of the performance of the department financially. But um, maybe as a start is to indicate that for the year 2021-22, the department as part of the government's uh, adjustment, budget adjustment, uh, we lost as a department around 50 million rands, which uh, revised then our budget from 654 to 607 million rands. But then as at quarter four, we had spent 85% of that of that uh, 607 million. Um and um which which um then is categorized into into these various segments that the cost of employees is about uh, 47% of that. And maybe the important one is around um you know um the transfers and subsidies, which normally talks to um, uh, most benefits, which is about uh, 25% of that, which is around 129 million. Then one of the issues that we've always been raising as a department throughout, I think, the past financial year. So, so, but, but, but before that, uh, Mr. Sengo, uh, you say that um, these are the unaudited um a financial a financials for quarter four, yeah. for quarter four. yes for the for, it's but these are these are cumulative uh, cumulative spending correct for, yes, yes spending yes and uh, but you by now have the audited uh, financial uh, report uh, should be giving us the exact uh, figures as at the end of. I mean, <clears throat> this way done long time ago. You now have the audited, so you don't want to be taken by surprises when you receive the the annual report. Correct, Chairperson. So you would wonder then because we we okay. So, in other words, what was your closing balance at the end of the financial year? Chairperson, um, um, the CFO is also present in the midst. She can come in onto the slide. Maybe later. Let's allow him to continue. Uh, okay. She was presenting with the actual figures. You okay. may go to the next slide. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, um, Chairperson, is um, one of the issues that we've always, uh, I think, reported on in the, in this platform, Chairperson, has been, um, you know, our failure to, to deal with or our challenges around, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, supply chain management. And basically, I think one of the things that we've been directed uh, to do um, by the Portfolio Committee was to immediately implement the logistics system. So we, we, uh, I, I can happily report or, or, or report that we are chairperson and members that in the process of implementing the logistics system. 
the issues around um, capacity in that environment are being are being resolved now, where we have uh, put some more capacity. And I think the issue that we we, we had a challenge with around uh, separation of duties has been um, partially resolved in the sense that we got more capacity in the SAM environment to assist us with that with with, with, with the um, uh, with that and and um, uh, again um, you know if you were to look at Chaperson, um which is what we are going to be reporting on when we do the annual report in terms of the audit outcomes. Uh, the, the department is beginning to improve on issues of internal controls, um, and as, as, a, as a result, um, you know, because of the issues that we are beginning to resolve on issues um, of, of capacity in that environment, I think it's quite an important progress uh, 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 going forward. Chair, then when we then look at uh, the slide on benefits. Um, we we see that um, we spent ninety eight percent of what was allocated towards benefits, uh, which is um, um, the budget was at three hundred and eight million nine hundred and eleven thousand, and the department spent three hundred and two uh, million um, of of that amount, and into these various categories. Where we we noted it's always been a a, a challenge or um, an observation that we've made is that healthcare always at the end of the financial year would always have uh, pressure costs around that particular benefit because of the demand around uh, that particular benefit. Because what we see is that, um, you know, there is a demand uh, for it. And uh, also, what we began to see in 2021-22 financial year was also the cost pressure around uh, the burial support. Um, uh, uh, where I think uh, I think in that year we buried um, uh, many many um, military veterans. And then when we then look at the classification, economic classification, um, on. On compensation of employees, um, we spent less. But however, I need to caution there that um, we spent less because we, in the last financial year, uh, we had a, a couple of uh, vacant posts uh, in the department, especially at the senior management level, the ones that now we are filling. Uh, so, you, you know, I think m- most of that, then the relief from the compensation of employees was around those those um, those vacant posts. But however, in our discussions with National Treasury recently, uh, we are already beginning to see that if we begin to fill those po- positions, as we fill those positions as such, um, we foresee a pressure uh, in terms of compensation of employees going forward. Um, and, and it's something that we have, we have noted uh, together with National Treasury. Um, and then, um, but we will continue, of course, to monitor it uh, together with Treasury that, uh, so that we don't go over the ceiling that has been set out by National Treasury. Then when we look at then the performance in terms of, um, of the department, for quarter four, 
maybe let me focus there for for now. I will go to the other quarters. Um, we had achieved 47% of what uh, we had planned for, um, meaning that we we had planned for 17 targets and we achieved eight targets in, in quarter four. Slight improvement, Chair, when you look at the average over the past uh, three uh, uh, quarters where the department on average has, has been uh, performing at 38%. So, um, and we have made a comparison here in terms of each of the quarters, how the department has fared in each of the quarters. Um, and then this is just a graphical representation uh, of, of what has been happening. Um, we have indicated that for quarter four, it's 47%, and administration branch achieved 75%. The social economic support branch, which has most of the benefits, uh, achieved 43%. The empowerment and stakeholder management um, branch achieving 33%. In this branch, Chair, I must indicate that um, there's been really been a lot of capacity challenges. Uh, however, we foresee now there's been a lot of focus in the implementation of the current APP on the activities of the economic and uh, uh, on ESM branch, um, on issues of training, on issues of memorial sites. And also um, we know for sure that we, on on improvement in terms of um, business support and uh, placement of military veterans, we have been really, uh, I think when we reported last, I think last year we were really focusing on putting together partnerships, relevant partnerships that will help us then to deliver on on some of these things. Now in this particular financial year, we are busy now implementing and and, and you know um, unlocking or or working on those partnerships to implement all those those um, you know those MOUs that we were busy putting in place uh, in the previous financial year. And then this is just a graphical representation in terms of trend analysis. Um, I think it just talks to what I've spoken to in the last slide for the past, uh, for the four quarters. Then when I then go to specific programs, um, I think, Chair, if you allow me, um, I will probably just try and focus on, on areas where we have not really uh, done very well uh, in areas where these uh, there, there are red um, marks. Um, the issue of um, uh, PPI two hundred one, where we we are saying that here the the target or the indicator has been to um, the number of uh, approved NEN statutory forces received from the verification panel for inclusion in the database. Uh, Chairperson. Chairperson. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm checking if maybe it's only my side that I can't, I mean, uh, it's like there's a cutting off uh, from the presenter. I don't know whether it's my side. I think it's your side, um, uh, Mr. Sheller, but please attend to it. Uh, there's no disruption from our side, from at least on the, on my side. Yeah, because I can hear you very well, very very well. 
So, but yeah, very, very clear. So that's why now I'm checking whether if I can. Then I don't know what's up. Yeah, I think uh, it's, your, yeah, it's your gadget uh, and your network, Mr. Shalem. Thank you so much. You may continue. Okay, thank, thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, Here, the target chair was uh, at 3,000, but then um, when we reported here, we, we realized that, you know, the, the information or the way the target was put here when we were doing the 2021-22 APP was not, um, you know, well captured because the thinking here, Chairperson and members, was that the verification panel was going to be processing 3,000 files for the year. However, the, the, the files that were going to be received for inclusion into the database was never going to be 3,000. As we begin to see that, uh, you know, the, the people that pass the verification process is way, way less uh, than uh, what we would, would, would and, but now when you look at what we've done for the APP 2022-23, we've divided this particular indicator into two indicators. The one that talks to exactly the numbers that we are going to be capturing in the database of NSF members that have passed, and also now the normal process of um, you know, inclusion of uh, military veterans who just come through the gate of the department and want to be included uh, into the database. So we have uh, captured that correctly. And then the issue of the housing, um, this has been a challenge, uh, Chairperson and members, um, and to the extent that um, it, it, there's been an intervention even at the, uh, at the level of the ministry where now we understand that the deputy minister is busy doing roadshows with provinces uh, to try and, and identify exactly where these challenges are, what is it that needs to be unlocked, so that we are able then to um, uh, to, to to deliver on on, on this on this particular uh, you know uh, benefit for military veterans. I know that uh, DM has been to Limpopo, has been to Eastern Cape. I think. He was also planning to go to Northern Cape and uh, and, and and KZN. So so there are those kind of interventions, uh, Chairperson, uh, just to to try and, and really unlock uh, the challenges around uh, the housing benefit. Um, and then these are just some of the comments. I think some of these comments I've, I've mentioned as part of the presentation. I will not spend uh, much of the time on on on, on this, Chairperson. Uh, I think as I was presenting. I did indicate that there is a verification panel that continues to to verify military veterans, um, and uh, um, we we then um, you know continue then to capture those that have passed. And however, there is also a second process of those military veterans uh, that are not NSF members that just walk through the department looking for to be registered in the database. So that is SF members. Um, so I think um, the report here is that more than 1,000 new military veterans were registered in the past financial year, those that just walking into the, into the department. So um, then when we look then at the pension, uh, we know that we were uh, expected to 
we had promised that we are going to do a pilot uh, in the in the past financial year, but we we then were were re- redirected uh, to 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 implement this particular benefit from the first of April. I think we we got approval from the presidential task team uh, around May uh, for the policy itself, and then we have since received a letter from National Treasury for the department to. Um, to put in place regulations uh, uh, for the implementation of this benefit. And we we have then done the drafts and the draft regulations, which we are now taking them through the, the consultation process. We are really pushing as hard as we can to get those um, those draft regulations um, you know, through the uh, legislative process so that we are able to implement this particular benefit. A budget has been set uh, aside uh, Chaperson um, for this financial year for us to be able to implement. And the, the target that we are planning for this particular financial year is about 2,000 military veterans, and that has been budgeted for. But of course, the numbers we anticipate that going forward will 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 rise. Um, and but this is basically the you know the target for quarter four was to have that particular policy approved. But it now it, it was only approved uh, in um, in in May, which is quarter one of this financial year. Similarly to the transport benefit, um, we did not achieve here. Uh, we are now uh, similarly we, lessons that we learned from the process that we did with the pension benefit to get the policy up, uh, approved. We are following following a similar approach. Um, um, and firstly, for quarter four, we did not achieve what we were supposed to achieve. Uh, we were also targeting to have a pilot project, um, but now uh, because we we could not uh, have the policy in place uh, at the right time, uh, we are now uh, in this financial year uh, uh, developing a strategy. Uh, we are going to be consulting with the relevant stakeholders in the transport sector. To assist us really to understand, um, you know, you know, what is it that we, we, we need to do to get military veterans on? I think one of the issues here that has been raised throughout the consultations that we have had recently was that we need to have a way of identification uh, for military veterans, um, which is something that we are currently discussing in the department. Um, but we will help, help you, uh, I'm sure, report some progress uh, when we present uh, quarter quarter one report, um, you know, of the department. Then healthcare services. Um, um, here again, um, we this this really this uh, you know this benefit chairperson it's 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 in it's in demand we know that it's in demand um and uh, every financial year there's always going to be there's always pressure as such for for us to put more money into the healthcare benefit um but we 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 and and also i think here chairperson one of the issues that uh, we are we have been directed to do uh, by the portfolio committee is to look at other options in terms of, I think the question kept 
has always been raised to say, other than the one mill hospitals or the Department of DOD hospitals, why don't you look at model a model where military veterans will be able to be prioritized or, or, or will have access in areas where they stay, in hospitals, in public hospitals where they stay? So these are the kind of things that we have also been discussing with the ministry uh, in terms of uh, you know getting assistance to to talk to various provinces. It's it's part of it's part of the roadshows or the discussions that the deputy minister is having, you know, with the with the uh, provincial embassies um, uh, to see how we can then uh, you know uh, you know unlock and and ensure that military veterans are serviced in areas where they stay. And even in terms of specialized care, I know that it always comes up. Um, we we look at then at, at how can we ease, you know, the approval processes and and uh, and access uh, for military veterans that require you know special care. And then um, when we look then at the at the last program, before I stop, chair, um, the issue of. Uh, Memorial uh, lectures. Um, we we did not meet what we had planned to do for quarter four. Um, uh, we had planned that for the year the target was ten uh, memorial sites, and we had planned to do um, you know. Um, Four in, in 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 quarter four, and we we when we we did we were not able to do any any memorial um, lecture in that particular quarter. Um, so um, it's something that we are improving on again in this financial year. I think already in the department, I think we've had uh, about uh, in this financial year, I think about three or four memorial lectures. Uh, in quarter one of this financial year. Uh, so um, these lessons learned really from non-performance around this area, I think which is really leading in terms of getting us to, to deliver on this in this particular uh, financial year. And then the other one was um, uh, the issue of skills development. Um, we, what has happened here, Chair, uh, quarter four, we you will see in the annual report, uh, Chairperson, that uh, we have overachieved around this area um, because at the time when we were doing the quarter four uh, consolidation, um, we still had not yet, uh, you know, you know, consolidated on especially on the ICT program, but the numbers based on that uh, program um, have changed in terms of the annual target that we, we had planned for. We had planned for 1,000. Uh, I think we have overachieved on, 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 on this particular one. You would see in the annual report, um, uh, you know, uh, it, it, there is an achievement, uh, an overachievement on the number of military veterans and their dependents that have been approved for skills development program. And the placement, uh, uh, veterans that are placed in employment, again, as I indicated uh, earlier on, that 
we spent much, much, uh, much of, uh, I think, late, uh, the second part of, of, of the last financial year, dealing with issues of forming partnerships with relevant state organs. Uh, we're looking at PRASA, we're looking at uh, Sun Parks, uh, we're looking at uh, these various state organs that we have been talking to. Uh, we anticipate that uh, going forward in this financial year, we should be able then to uh, to place veterans. Already in Prasa, in the Western Cape, there are veterans that have been placed. I think it's 124, veter- 146 veterans that have been placed as, as security officers in Prasa. Um, so we're looking at those kind of partnerships. And I think as part of continuing the work that we have done, um, you know, informing those kind of partnerships in the second part of, of late last year, uh, we should be able then to to to, to achieve something on, on this one. And then also with the memorial sites, uh, we have been working um, with, um, I know that we there's a forecast program that we are attempting to deliver on uh, in the before uh, the quarter two, uh, which uh, is going to be one memorial lecture for now, um, which tends, because we have not really delivered on this particular indicator, I think in the past three years in the department. So we are looking now at uh, a practical kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, examples or, 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 or activities that we can do with our partners. I think the model that UTG has introduced in terms of working with partners is going to help us really to deliver on, 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 on some of this. So and then these are just stats, Chair. I will not go through them in terms of um, HR in the department. As I indicated, that we are now in the process of filling um, posts. Uh, we had interview. We had uh, advertised for the two, I think, DDG posts, social economic support and uh, corporate services, which is now being shortlisted. Also, um, uh, some director posts, I think there were shortlisting that happened over the past two months or so. And also, even at an entry level, uh, a chairperson and uh, members, what we have done at an entry level is that we, because we have many contract workers, some of those positions were advertised internally. Such Most of them were advertised internally in the department so that we are able to absorb then the contract workers that have been with the department for some time. I think I would like to stop there for now, Chair. Thank you. Okay. Um, Can we get the figures, the updated um, final figures on the expenditure side? Yes, I can see you. Yes, good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, uh, members of the portfolio committee. 
Um, I would like Mr. Siengo to just project the, the slide that spoke about finances so that I can just take the meeting through the actual, the actual expenditure as at year end. Uh, thank you, thank you, Mr. Siengo. Um, what I can confirm, Chairperson, from this slide is that um, as at year end, we had a budget of 607 million and we have spent 515 million out of the 607, of which uh, we did not spend about 91 million. And that is equivalent to 80, 85% of our overall uh, 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 expenditure towards our our entire budget. And Chairperson, I just also wish to confirm that um, we have been audited against um, our budget and uh, we have received an unqualified audit opinion for uh, the 2021-22, which is uh, the same audit opinion that was received at least in the past three, four years in the department, we have made, there's been some noticeable improvement in terms of internal controls, um, especially in the area of uh, fruitless as well as irregular expenditure in the sense that you would recall, Chairperson, uh, um, that we we had um, a couple of irregular contracts in the, in the, in the past, which we're continuously using even though they were not necessarily procured regularly. So uh, one of the strides that the department has done is to enter into regular contracts to address um, the issues of irregular expenditures and also um, manage the fruitless and wasteful. So there's, um, there's no uh, major fruitless or irregular Expenditure incurred in the in the financial aid. Instead, there's a big, big uh, reduction as a result of entering into uh, regular contracts um, within the financial year. And um, basically, that's that was uh, mainly what was um, affecting the audit and also the so, issue of. So, so what, what what is a regular contract? Uh, we had a irregular contract on TW. Uh, chairperson, which we have been using um, over a number of years, of which we have uh, addressed that by entering into, in fact, uh, piggybacking or participating into an, a regular contract now with one of other national departments while we are um, we are advertising for our own uh, travel agency contract. So that has assisted us, Chairperson, to do away with a lot of irregular expenditure that we would have incurred had we continued to use the same um, irregular contract. So that is one of the really big strides that we have done to um, address the challenges in, in relation to, to to irregular expenditure. So what is irregular? A regular contract is the name of a consultant or you are saying 
you regular regularized all the irregular contracts we regularize the travel uh, uh, you know traveling services contract by participating into a, a regular contract with uh, let me say the department of employment and labor's contract which is the name of the travel agency there is the Tovers travel agency which is mainly um, a travel agency of the employment and labor which we have which was audited before we participated and was found to be regular and then we we also requested obtained approval to participate on a regular contract which then assisted us to do away with um, TWF of which we had challenges you know in terms of the audit uh, using them it's okay thanks um um and yeah, i think uh, chairperson that's basically that okay you then can take the second presentation before we take a, a discussion on on both presentations Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, the second presentation, Chairperson, talks to the issue of facilities management in the department. That is talking to the offices, both the DMV headquarters and provincial offices. Um, so, Basically, if I if I may start, uh, let me start with the headquarters, the one, the building in Hatfield, uh, which we had reported at some point that the the term or the lease had expired in in twenty eighteen, and we have been on a month to month contract with um, with the with DPW and the service provider. However, we, we then wanted to get out of that because the term, had, I mean, the lease had expired. And again, secondly, the building that we are at at Hartfield currently was, you know, deemed not to be suitable for, for the services that we provide. They, also, there were issues of, uh, you know, occupational health and safety, you know, that employees at some point raised. So we, we have then been engaging the TPW to assist us to find a new home for the department uh, out of that building. We the process has really been taking slow. Uh, I mean, we have, you know, discussed this at length at an official level. We've escalated the matters to the accounting officers uh, of the two departments. 
we have reported also the matter to the to the ministry in terms of the delays that we experienced to the extent that we intensified our engagements with DPWU uh, in, in this year where we, are, we we have we have been having bilateral meetings on a monthly basis uh, to just to to get a sense of where they are in terms of the process up to this stage chair um we in July, that is last month, where we received now a project execution plan in terms of how then they're going to assist us to, to move uh, to an alternative building. They've also identified uh, the, the MT Prasa building in Hartford, which is not far from where we are now. Uh, and, and they've provided us with a plan that seeks to, to to have us moving there around November of of this uh, of uh, November of this of this year. So there is a, a plan that they've put in place in terms because they need to also to follow processes, uh, supply chain processes for them to procure that particular building, uh, which talks to also approval by National Treasury. So they've given us up until. November, where they anticipate that all those processes will be completed. Then, in terms of provinces, we these are the provinces that uh, we have offices in. Um, the lease for Northwest ends in 2026. Um, and the lease for Eastern Cape, the lease for Eastern Cape, we normally, when then these lease expire, we normally look for this five-year extension. But for Eastern Cape, we, we looked only at an interim for a, I think um, a short-term um, expansion of that particular list because when we visited those offices to do an inspection, we realized that the the center itself where the offices are is being turned into a student accommodation. So we got a bit worried that uh, we needed to ensure that the environment where military veterans are being set it's a conducive environment. So we are in the process of engaging DPW and the service provider just to understand, you know, whether there's going to be an alternative door or how are they going to, how is the access, access going to be to the offices um, instead of, you know, using the same access as the students. So, so hence we, we opted for a, an interim, um, you know, uh, extension. Um, and then Pumalanga, uh, uh, that lease also uh, Pumalanga uh, uh, government uh, in, in Pumalanga they are doing government precincts where instead of renting out buildings they've opted to build uh, you know government buildings so they've included our requirements as part of that so hence also here we've only opted to to do a, a short term extension here because we we anticipate or we hope that we are going to get a space in, in those in those areas. First date, the lease has been extended to 2025, or the lease is in place until 2025. Western Cape, the lease is in place until 2025. Northern Cape, the lease is in place until 2025 also. And then KZN, uh, we've, I think, as in, as in as at February of this year, managed to procure a building in CBD KZN, CBD Deben. 
Uh, we were busy now with installations. Um, I think uh, colleagues should be able to move in next month into that building because we needed just to resolve the issue of security and also biometrics and also cleaning services. So we are sharing that particular building with a Department of Social Development um, again in Limpopo. Um, we, there was a, 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 an advert by TPWU for our offices. However, when we, the shortlisted buildings, when we inspected them, they were really not suitable for, for what we wanted. So the, 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 the tender was then cancelled and was again uh, put out on tender. So we have not yet um, uh, had any feedback in terms of when the bid evaluation committee is going to sit uh, in that particular region. Also, Johannesburg, we sat uh, in the bid evaluation committee last month, um, and then we have since received communication that we must just confirm the budget. I think they sent that communication uh, last week from the uh, Joburg Regional Office. So we are moving ahead in securing uh, an office in in Joburg CBD. Uh, That's going to serve uh, Gauteng province. And then we, we really have been... Uh, in engaging uh, DPW, as I indicated, that we have intensified our engagement with them because we realize that, you know, waiting for feedback does not really help us. So we have these standing meetings where we meet on monthly basis with them just to get a sense in terms of, uh, you know, what is it that they are doing, uh, how far is the process, and, and what are the challenges that they are experiencing. And when we feel that at an official level we are stuck, we normally escalate those meetings into the meetings of the accounting officers, of which uh, those meetings are normally, I think the last one was in, I think, April. They are on needs be basis when we see that at our level that we, we, we are really stuck. So we, are, we have intensified those engagements with them. And furthermore, I think one of the issues that in the provinces, uh, provincial coordinators of the department had raised was the issue of connectivity, uh, of which we have been really struggling to get connectivity with CETA. So what we have done now as an interim measure, all of the provincial offices now have Wi-Fi. Uh, they, will, they are able to access uh, Wi-Fi uh, in their offices uh, so that if they need them to, to, to do services, provide services, or connect to the outside world, they are able to do so. And we have provided them with um, with uh, printing services. I think the only challenge is, is the Northern Cape province where there was some delay in actually delivering uh, that particular service, but we are working on, on that particular one, Chairperson. Uh, th- thank you very much, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, um, colleagues. Uh, we have received uh, these uh, two uh, presentations. Let's um, discuss. Uh, thank you very much, DJ, for the presentations. Um, <clears throat> let me check if I do share. Can Can I ask two questions before I recognize the colleagues on the on the screen? Uh, one. Um, <clears throat> You did not have a, an audit committee, and uh, you promised that uh, you would have it appointed. 
uh, before the end of uh, uh, I can't remember what you said uh, when you wanted to appoint it um, so now we can see that the year is drawing to a close yet we have not had any report on the audit uh, committee uh, members one and two <clears throat> you what is your staffing norm uh, in all these uh, uh, offices? We don't want to um, sign up lists and end up uh, with uh, uh, unmanned uh, offices. Uh, in other words, uh, <clears throat> uh, ghost uh, offices. And then thirdly, um the short term list what do you mean by short term list uh, are you saying you are going to be on a month to month uh, for a period of 2 years uh, or uh, you entered into a new lease agreement and um, if the answer is positive uh, does that comply with the procurement uh, uh, procedures, as it were? Uh, I would want just to leave it at that. Let me recognize the other hands. Uh, Mr. So I'll, I'll take Dr. Basopi first, uh, Shelembe, and Mutle uh, in that order. And uh, just these are the three hands. Yeah, is Dr. Basopu, uh, Mr. Shelembe, and uh, Mr. Mutle in that order, please. Um, thank you. You have disappeared, Doc. Uh, uh, I also do not see Tabo as well. Oh, yes, Tabo, uh, Mr. Mutley. Doc, the doctor has disappeared. Uh, thanks, Chair. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, uh, good morning to everyone on the platform, uh, Chair. The, just uh, it, it's not necessarily a new question. Probably it's a follow-up question on the question that you raised initially when the uh, DG was uh, expatiating on the irregularities and. Uh, uh, of a, a contract around uh, their travel agency, where she indicated that uh, they are picky picky and uh, got approval. I just want to find out uh, 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 the process of uh, uh, approval. Where did they? How did they undertake that so that uh, uh, tomorrow we are not surprised if it comes up as and irregular again uh, if uh, processes were not uh, uh, followed to the latter to ensure that uh, you don't just abandon a contract because it's irregular and you have uh, not uh, necessarily followed the process to terminate that pro- uh, that contract and uh, jump to another one without uh, a, a process. So 
because seated one seated uh, uh, I'll I'll be corrected. It's like they are they have got a contract which is identified as a regular and a, a contract which is identified as an irregular. Uh, does not necessarily mean that uh, 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 you don't have a contract with those people unless you have terminated that particular contract and opted for another uh, option, which uh, uh, she she explained. But uh, if she can expatiate on uh, what process have they undertaken to legitimize them piggy-backy, because we know these processes sometimes are uh, are demanding and tedious, and if you don't follow them to the latter, it becomes a problem again when the AG, AG comes back. So, so, secondly, Chair, you on the issue of uh, uh, leases, uh, so forth and so on. Uh, uh, I think they have uh, expatiated uh, on that, but. Uh, you have asked a very important question as to what is their their uh, structural uh, uh, intent or organogram in all those offices, so that uh, uh, those offices they don't just uh, procure them, and we don't know how many people are going to occupy them, and what is their plan to cascade uh, to have a footprint uh, uh, at the level of uh, 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 municipalities where military veterans reside so that uh, the question of accessibility is also uh, addressed in that uh, uh, particular process of uh, uh, dealing with uh, 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 provincial uh, visibility so forth and so on. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, um, uh, Mr. Shelembe. Dr. Pasopu, I've swapped you with Tabo Mutle, so I'll come back you, to you after Mr. Shelembe. Okay, Chairperson, thanks. Uh, thank you very much, I mean, uh, Chairperson. Um, Chairperson, uh, because of, of, I mean, uh, the network, I mean, uh, challenge on my side, um, you know, I didn't hear well. I mean, uh, I'm trying to check. I mean, uh, DG is not in the meeting today. Um, I'm, I'm just checking with you, Chair. Is the DG in? The DG is in the meeting, Chair. Uh, Mr. Shalem, sorry. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Chairperson, I mean, uh, I think, I mean, uh, I must uh, first, I mean, start, I mean, uh, raising an issue that relates, I mean, to the problem that we are having in the DMV. Chair, uh, I appreciate that uh, the department has embarked on an initiative of getting uh, the provincial offices um, to get active and work for the people, while some I mean, others I mean, are, are still not, but there is uh, something that is being done. Chairperson, uh, uh, my concern uh, is uh, when it comes to the issue of communication with the department. Now, I think, I mean, uh, these offices are meant to ensure that, I mean, uh, people are able to communicate with the department in order for them to get their entitled uh, benefits. But the chair, the the challenge that I have is that um, the DG, I mean, uh, gave us, I mean, I think uh, the numbers that uh, 
the military veterans must use, I mean, uh, when they, uh, they apply or they follow up, I mean, uh, their uh, submission or applications. I had the problem, Chairperson, that, I mean, I gave, I mean, those numbers to some of who were asking, and they found, I mean, uh, the, 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 those numbers, not one number, those numbers, on numerous occasions, and there were no answers. And then I had, I mean, uh, to try myself to call, I mean, those numbers. Those numbers kept on ringing. Nobody was answering. Now, I took initiative, I mean, uh, to write to the DM, I mean, DMV director to say, look, this is the challenge that we have. Please, uh, can you help? The response I received, I think I, I wrote to her, I mean, it was on the 2nd of June, 2022. And on the 3rd of June, I mean, uh, she responded saying that, uh, can you give your contact, I mean, uh, details so that I can uh, come back to you? And then I gave, I mean, those uh, my, 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 my contact numbers. But uh, on the 29th of June, I, I, I had still not received any response from her from the 2nd of June. And then I had to write another a follow-up letter to the Director General. And from the 29th to today, the 31st of August, I have not had anything from the, the Director General. Now, that tells me that, I mean, uh, we are talking here but the, 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 the leader in the department that we are having a hope that will assist in promoting and ensure that, I mean, uh, military veterans are being attended accordingly. Now, this is not happening. As I'm saying now, it's the 20, 31st of August from my letter of the, 20, of the 2nd of June, but I have not had anything from a director general. It's very, very worrisome. Chair, I mean, uh, I think maybe uh, today, if maybe that can be clarified in your presence, Chair, if it is wrong, I mean, to communicate or write anything to the Director General, so that, I mean, I don't feel like, I mean, undermined, because it means now, how do I respond if people say the DMV is not entertaining or not answering the calls, if the depart- even the, the, the head of department cannot, I mean, uh, answer my call or respond to my, 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 my concern. The second one, Chair, I think the issue of the pension rollout Chair, is very, very disturbing because I did raise that, I mean, uh, before that, I mean, it was, I mean, uh, wrong and it was uh, misleading that the, the deputy president, I mean, uh, when it comes to leading the presidential task team, had to go out and tell the people that the pension, I mean, uh, rollout will, be, will commence, I mean, um, I think it was early in June, but uh, to date it has not. But what we are hearing now is that... Uh, there is an issue of the regulation, I mean, uh, to be uh, looked at or considered. Now, what do we tell the people that the, the, the deputy president in public said this thing will be rolled out on that day? It means now, how do, I mean, do we I mean, tell the people? I think uh, this cannot be taken for light because we are speaking about the lives of the people. If we speak of the pension, people are without food right now. If we speak of the issue of, I mean, health, I mean, benefits, people do need that. So, Chair, I think, I mean, uh, we need, I mean, to see whether the department, because anyway, the statement was issued by, I mean, uh, the deputy president, but it's affecting us because the message set out, it's like we are not doing our work because the president said it will be rolled out. But now, let's say now, I'm not sure when these regulations, I mean, will be uh, finalized. It may happen that maybe even uh, this will take maybe up until next year with these regulations not being, I mean, if maybe you can get the timeframes, when can we see these regulations being, I mean, uh, adopted so that, I mean, uh, the rollout can commence. 
Chairperson, uh, another issue that I mean, uh, I'm looking at. Well, I mean, uh, one may try to understand, but if the budget, I mean, was reduced, I mean, uh, from 654 to 600,000 million, I mean, I mean, 654.3 million to 607 million, and we can't even, I mean, afford, I mean, uh, to, 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 to use, I mean, the budget and uh, make sure that it is used. The issue of, I mean, uh, chair, the lodges assist, uh, system, um, I heard that, I mean, uh, the issues are being resolved, I mean, uh, right now. But I believe maybe if they can give us the time frame, when can we see the logic system, uh, I mean, working instead of was findings are being resolved. But when are we going to see it working in such a manner that we do not have any problem with the issue of uh, the, the non-compliance to the 30, I mean, days, I mean, uh, uh, issue of, I mean, the invoice. So the issue of the vacant, I mean, position, Yes, I mean, I'm hearing that, I mean, uh, things are being done, this and that are being done. But I'm worried, Chair, if now there is a concern from the National Treasurer that, I mean, uh, there is an issue about the staff establishment, uh, I mean, financing, that, I mean, uh, if they want to implement that, but there is, uh, I think there is something like uh, the financing of those positions are like now a problem if I had I listened properly. So now, how come that the staff establishment was approved without uh, getting a concern from the national treasurer that uh, is going to afford uh, to pay, I mean, for that uh, staff establishment? Chair, uh, uh, I think, I mean, uh, the, the issue of, I mean, uh, the, 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 excuse me, uh, the criteria, Chair, I heard that, I mean, the issue when it comes to the employment of uh, the creation or placement of military vet- veterans to employment, uh, it is happening. And uh, some areas we mentioned that some uh, of the military veterans have been put on, uh, have been placed on employment. But um, if maybe I can get the criteria that is used, I mean, uh, to, I mean, uh, to uh, place uh, these military veterans, because, you know, I mean, there is an issue between like uh, the South African uh, military, something like that, uh, forgive me, uh, those associations that are working with uh, the military veterans. Uh, if, Chair, I mean, uh, we can get the clarity who, how, the criteria is very, very important so that, I mean, some people are not mm-hmm. left out. We don't want the criteria that, I mean, uh, will uh, prioritize others over others. So, Chair, the issue of the offices, as I said, thank you very much. But, Chair, I would appreciate if these offices will uh, do the work and offices will be able to answer even the, the telephones when it goes to the offices. The proper management. Lastly, I again request that uh, the Director General must lead by example, unless if maybe uh, I'm wrong to say, if I'm asking some, some information uh, from her, but being undermined like that, uh, I'm very, very disappointed. And I don't know, I'll, I'll take, I mean, uh, any response if maybe I was wrong uh, to write a, a letter to the Director General. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Shalembe. Uh, Dr. Pasopo. <clears throat> uh, once again, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Uh, maybe my apologies from the teachers that, that I'm experiencing from my side. 
Uh, I really don't know what happened. I was just cut off the system, but however, I'm back. Chair, in appreciating the two presentations, uh, one, I think the first question that I had has been covered by the teacher because I was interested on the audit outcome of the Auditor General in their report, though we're still going to get that report. But the indications are that uh, they, they obtained an unqualified, so I'm happy with that. Then the second point, Chair, <clears throat> in the presentation, there is a, from TG, there is a mention of underspending of 91%, uh, I mean 91 million, sorry, 91 million. Um, though the word that was not, was used was not underspending. I, I can't, I can't remember, but in my view, in essence, that is an underspending. I just want to check the reasons for that. Because in terms of the Public Finance Management Act, uh, 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 the underspending and overspending in a department is a financial misconduct. And then, what, then the secondly, on the same vein, what are the remedial action to avoid that uh, going forward in future? That kind of understanding. Then the third point Chair, is around the question of partnering. I, I think, as the committee, we appreciate that uh, the department is busy with that kind of a uh, program. But I, I would advise that uh, the partnering should not be looked at only at uh, national and provincial departments. I think uh, the municipalities as well should be considered because I know for a fact in, in our situation where I'm based, that is East London, uh, there are programs within Buffalo City Metro uh, in regards to military veterans. But my worry um, is, 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 is the coordination of those programs. With, with the actual department, which is DMV, to ensure that at the end of the day, they make impact in, uh, in this veterans' uh, uh, family. They should consider that as well, the issue of partnering. Then the last point, Chair, is on facilities. Chair, on facilities, especially when it comes to HQ office space, for me, this process is, 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 is very slow. Uh, because we're not getting this for the first time. When we visited those offices, we got this and we made recommendations because it was clear that uh, the department has got serious problems as far as the question of facilities are concerned. Perhaps if we can get a clarity exactly, where is the problem? Because at the end of the day, we are expected, even ourselves as the committee, to advise and assist if, 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 if it comes to a push. But of course, we must know exactly where is the problem. Then the last point, Chair, is on the, on the, on the comments of the member uh, 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 before me. Perhaps, Chair, you need to assist us from, 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 from your office as well, in as far as protocols are concerned. How do we communicate, we as ordinary members of the committee with the department? I don't have any problem with, in as far as ourselves and, and the ministers. We are clear because the act is clear that they must be visible, they must be accessible and all those things. But when it comes to the officials, how are we supposed to communicate with the officials as members of the committee in terms of protocols? Maybe you can assist us that, on that as well from your office chair. So that at the end of the day, we don't experience what has been experienced by this honorable member. Thank you very much, Chair. So far, those are the points I'm raising. Thank you.
Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Pasopo. Mr. Murray. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much for the presentation. I, <clears throat> my apologies. I just want to emphasize two aspects that, is, that have been mentioned. The one is the pensions. The other one is the, the uh, health care. Now, both are of critical, critical importance to our military veterans, especially in tough economic times where we live in now. So my request is that we get absolutely regular feedback um, on on when the pensions will be paid out and starting to be paid out and, and, and the progress in that regard. And then secondly, with regards to access to health uh, at provincial hospitals and at clinics for our military veterans. With the high fuel prices and the taxi prices, they just cannot afford traveling from Limpopo to, to, um, to one military hospital and the same with other areas to three and to two hospital and to two military hospital. That's just totally unfair and totally unacceptable. So I want to applaud those initiatives. However, it, we know it's coming on for a very, very long time and we have to bring that to a conclusive end to make sure that, uh, our, our military veterans are treated with respect and the dignity that they deserve. Thank you very much. Right. Uh, colleagues, um, I think I've exhausted all the, the hands. <clears throat> Let me now hand over to the uh, Director General. Um, <clears throat> okay, over to you, ma'am. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, and good morning to the Chair and the members. We have um, received the, the questions, and um, uh, in some instances, is areas where we, we need to ensure that we accept the, the comments and take them as uh, matters that we need to follow up and work on, and we will be able to to answer in, in, in that manner. Chairperson, on the issue of the audit committee, the department uh, submitted uh, all the necessary files and the final, of course, uh, will have to be coming through uh, from the ministry. We have not received uh, uh, that outcome from the ministry at the moment, but uh, in terms of the processes that the department had to follow in ensuring that the audit committee has been appointed and has been brought forward, have been done. We will advise um, uh, as soon as we receive the the outcomes uh, from the office of the ministry. That is in relation to the audit committee. Uh, the issue of the staffing norms, uh, indeed, in the provincial offices, chairperson, we we have a norm that we usually have a plus minus a complement of five uh, people, where and the appointments are at a deputy director level. Uh, those are the people that heads the office and would have an administrator and some support staff. As we are beginning a journey of uh, capacitating those offices, that is the route that we are taking to ensure that the offices that have been opened are capacitated, but also technologically 
supported is necessary, as the member has indicated that some of the um, people are coming far away. They need to ensure that their services are met in these offices. We are doing both things to capacitate offices in terms of human resource and also in terms of ensuring that the necessary ICT uh, is also installed. and the team, of course, uh, needs to be a combination of a team from our department and the team from CETA. We have put up those teams to that firstly have done the assessment and then secondly, secondly they're busy uh, implementing. The tools of trades are also crucial in terms of uh, ensuring that th- those offices are working. And uh, the members and, and the chair are, are aware that uh, tools of trades in this area, issues like printers, uh, we are usually not buying them. There's a contract that we have that we will be dispensing them to, to the to the offices so that there's been a contract also that deals with maintenance at the same time as the department does not have those expertise. So we have taken to consideration those areas to ensure that the offices are fully functional. It is a journey in progress and the department and the colleagues from these components are aware and they are working on, on, on these matters. We have received some complaints that some of the offices are not functional and we have sent out uh, some teams uh, from ICT to go and assess and be able to fix the matters as a matter of urgency. We are very much uh, appreciative to the members who have come to us and told us about the challenges in provincial offices. The department's um, mandate, of course, is to make sure that services are delivered to the military veterans where they are. And we are making sure that we are following also the instructions from the ministry to ensure that we capacitate these offices and they are working. And it's a, it's a journey, Chaperson, and the members that we are traveling. But we appreciate and we have noted where there's been uh, offices that are closed and no one is there and we would follow up o- o- on those matters. Uh, secondly, Chaperson, the PTT rounds that we have been doing have also been helpful to ensure that our offices are also active and we we have made several trips around the country and we've also seen with our own eyes what is going on in those offices through this journey of the uh, presidential uh, Tustin uh, roadshows. So we are in touch, Chairperson and members, with what is going on on the ground. We want to say uh, we'll continue to, to take the the comments that are made by the members and continue to implement them. It is not a once-off thing. We are not saying we're perfect yet. We are also uh, also benchmarking, of course, with other departments who have provincial offices. It's not only DMV that has got provincial offices. We're also benchmarking with other departments. The member also raised a very important thing to say, how are we working with the municipalities? It is important to to also raise that uh, through these uh, provincial uh, Road shows. There's been an emphasis of uh, municipalities to have desks that are dealing with military veterans' uh, challenges, and also the provinces have put up uh, MSCs, the task teams, whereby the military veterans are also catered for in those uh, interminist- interministerial task teams that are in the provincial uh, 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 provincial structures. And there's in each and every province. A, a military veteran desk in the office of the premier. We will see improvement, Chairperson, as as the time goes uh, in terms of the coordination of the work of the military veterans. Um, that is, has to do with the staffing uh, of these of offices. The issue of the other um, list, I'll, I'll leave that to Mr. S- Mr. Siango, the the 
the short-term leases and other issues. I would love to go back to the issue of the pension that has been raised by most of the members, Chaperson and the members. From uh, the departmental side, uh, we have worked out everything that was requested by Treasury after the pronouncement, because the pronouncement is made and we need to make sure that the pronouncement is within the prescripts of us being able to deliver that particular pronouncement. So we are following the pronouncement and making sure that we align it with the prescripts. One of the things that came up was for us to develop a regulation for us to be able to present the pension to the beneficiaries. At the moment, the regulations and the policies have been done. We are taking the route that it takes to to present these policies to the structures and including uh, the clusters in we have already received the date to go to the cluster, which is the 27th of September, to take all of our documents in relation to the pe- uh, pension. And after the cluster meeting, we'll definitely be taking the route uh, that is going to the cabinet. Of course, the whole route will pass to the uh, portfolio committee as well, and it will also uh, have to be endorsed by the by the ministry. So we have that journey, which is not uh, much that we need to do now. Uh, I think we've cut uh, and done a lot of things that were necessary in terms of following the prescripts after a pronouncement. And we were careful not to jump any uh, process as it will be going to cabinet and will be questioned if we jump the processes. So we want to say to the member, we are head on heels to ensure that this pension is, is delivered within this financial year. And it's also been budgeted within the budget of this financial year. I, I hope I'm, I'm helping in, in, in this area. And uh, in relation to the healthcare, we, we took the comments from the members that were saying we need to explore other avenues. And the officials are currently exploring how we can be able to use the provincial hospitals, as the member have raised that, to come to the one hospitals is, is quite a mammoth task. And the officials are busy going out now to ensure that they explore which other strategic provincial hospitals that we can be able to to form partnerships with. And when they come back, we are going to write to the Department of Health nationally to be able to have a partnership with those strategic provincial hospitals. And you find that in some provinces, there's a couple of provincial hospitals, but the officials are going out to see which one can we be able to take, which is much more central. If you go to the province like Eastern Cape, there's about three to four provincial hospitals. And again, we just need to make sure that we are able to identify the one that can be of reach for, for, for our military veterans. That is where we are in terms of the uh, access to, to hospitals. It was mentioned to us uh, in the past by the member, and this is what we've taken up to ensure that we, we can be able to see military veterans reaching the health services uh, with, with, with speed that is needed. In terms of the, um, the irregularities, um, in terms of the, let me not talk about irregularities outside of the audit. Let me speak within the audit um, framework. Um, AG is an institution that is tasked to identify issues of irregularities and wasteful expenditure. And also uh, in everyday meeting, we sit with the uh, uh, AG. They will have a section on their agenda that says, did the department um, get anything around fraud and corruption? Uh, 
what has happened in in the past um, audit report, it raised some areas of irregularities. I think that's what the... Uh, can can we defer the discussions on the on the AG's report um, because the the matter would be coming up in the matter of uh, two or three in uh, three weeks. Okay. Uh, let's deal with it in the context of the AG report that would be presented shortly. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson. We will uh, defer that one. Uh, but just to say that um, the member that had asked um, around the AG will take that uh, question on that time, uh, when that time comes. And then um, I think I will leave the rest of the uh, issues uh, with the other officials to, to take them up, and then we can be able to, to move. We'll do what the chair has advised us in terms of the AG reports. Sorry, but Mr. Mulke's question was very specific, was just to say that you had a, a contract with um, a one travel agency that was deemed irregular, and that he said you can't just simply walk away from it without following a due process was checking if due process was followed before you piggybacked on the other contract. And then the next question in relation to the other contract, he wanted to find out if uh, um, he wanted to establish the process uh, by which you, a department, uh, can piggyback on uh, another contract. Uh, just in other words, the, his questions were in two parts. All right, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, as I was saying, that uh, those things are usually identified uh, during an, an audit uh, uh, assessment time. So that travel agency was um, identified as irregular, and the relationship between the department and the travel agency uh, was also supported by the a legal uh, uh, opinion, which indicated that we definitely need to move away from that uh, relationship. When we moved away from the relationship, the department cannot be left uh, dysfunctional. We had to make sure that we look around, but within the framework of the law. We advertised, uh, we had to advertise at the same time, but also we had to make sure that the department has got a travel agency that they can be able to work from. A couple of uh, departments are using a company called Torvest and they are piggybacking. That company was a bid that was done by the Department of Labor, and we have uh, also seek to piggyback. It's a legal, it's a legal uh, framework that you piggyback on the existing contract. The department is currently using that uh, travel agency that we piggyback, and we followed all the processes of piggybacking. Uh, it's not only DMV that is working with that with Torvest. We've got other departments that are working with Torvest as well, and that's how we came into. Uh, the Torvest uh, uh, travel agents. Uh, the other matters, I will leave them to. Um, the, to um, I think there's a couple of matters that we raised. Let me give my colleagues um, other matters to be able to talk to, especially the issue of logis and the time frame. I will give um, the acting CFO to give those specifics 
and we can be able to also to move uh, the acting CFO to talk to the 91 million also that was raised, more or less all the financial matters, and we can move to other colleagues. Acting CFO, you can come in. Um, good morning once again, Chairperson and members. Um, in terms of logis, uh, Chairperson, we have a bit of capacity within the CM, which was mainly um, a stumbling block in terms of us achieving uh, the fully utilization and implementation of logis in the previous years. We have now uh, since beefed up capacity. And according to the plan, we are supposed to do our first procurement on logistics system effectively from tomorrow, literally on the 1st of September. Um, that's that's according to the plan, Chairperson. Um, uh, and in terms of underspending, I concur with the member that we have underspent by 91 million, of which, Chairperson, uh, that really talks to the APP targets that are not necessarily achieved. So hence we have uh, that underspending. Um, I, I'm not aware of any other finance related uh, queries, but then I've left anything out then. Um, I will take it, uh, Chairperson. Thank you, I'll over then to my next colleague to respond to other matters affecting their areas. Thank you. Okay. Um, Mr. Tiangwa, take us through the issues of uh, office and uh, terms okay. uh, raised the, by the, our the first, the first one, um, Chairperson is the issue of public works. What, what is the real problem there? I think the problem is is uh, the, the slow procurement processes um, that they they do experience because. Um, in, in our case, I think a couple of times, you know, when they had done a, a procurement, you know, they had to, because they've got all these committees, the bid evaluation committee, the bid specification, bid specification committee, bid evaluation committee, and also the, the adjudication committee. And then after that, then they have to go and get approval from Treasury. On, on, on some of these things. So so it's that it's those committees that they go through that really delays, you know, everything. And and what you normally would would hear is that uh, meetings sometimes get postponed or cancelled because uh diaries of, of members that are supposed to sit in those committees do not um do not concur. So I think that's mostly you know the biggest challenge there. And then on the issue of um, the short-term leases and, and month-to-month, Chair, we, we don't intend, uh, because I think they, we did receive a legal opinion that was shared with us by DPW or a directive by the minister, you know, DPW, where they no longer now uh, uh, entertain month-to-month contracts. So the intention really is is not to go into month to month um, uh, arrangements. We we sign uh, you know leases for a certain period, 
which would be a, a contract for, for that particular period where we're then going to, um, if we have not resolved the matter, uh, you know, but the intention really is to resolve all those matters within that period of time. And um, uh, we don't intend going to mon- into, into month-to-month contracts in, in, anymore because we want to stay within the, the agreed and signed uh, leases period. And then I think what Titi has addressed the issues of uh, the pension. And, and then... Oh, yes. And, and then the issue of coordination in municipalities. Uh, Chair, what we have picked up in the process that we, we have been undertaking in the presidential testing with all, with also with the visits that we've been, we've been having is the fact that there seems now to be uh, something that is emergent or an agreement between provinces, the department, uh, um, and municipalities uh, that uh, provinces must have a coordinating structure within those provinces that is going to assist the department to really look at, and that coordinating structure must consist of uh, military veterans uh, together with, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, the provincial government depart- departments, where it's going to look at to assist the department to to better coordinate matters or issues of military veterans in the provinces. And we've seen some of the provinces, they've put this coordinating structure in place. And it is indeed uh, in areas where, you know, we've been monitoring this. It has been working very well where they would have uh, quarterly sessions uh, between, uh, you know, military veterans and, and, and government where they discuss, you know, matters, commitments that have been made by, by, by provincial government departments and municipalities in those in those uh, you know in, in those uh, coordinating structures so i think that's that's why then um, the model has been emphasized so much um, in in those uh, visits to the um, to the provinces by the ptt i think um, I, I will stop there um uh, uh, Chairperson, because I think um, I've addressed the question of infrastructure, I mean, of offices, releases, and also the question of pension has also been addressed. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, I want to believe that uh, <clears throat> you
um, to someone um, who is in a position to deal with the thing and and then communicate back to the the author of of the letter. I thought that was Shele, that that is what Shelemba was talking about. It was basically not asking the department to account or anything, but he simply said, "He is a military veteran. He came to me. He presented the problem. I now convey it to you." Is that what have I understood you, Shelemba, correctly? Yes, yes, Chairperson. Uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, uh, that uh, I think we have put it clear. That's what, I mean, uh, I was meaning, Chairperson. Uh, Not that I'm, I'm, I'm giving instruction uh, to the department, but just, I mean, uh, the acknowledgement to say, look now, your issue now has been taken uh, to the relevant uh, person. I think uh, I'm covered. That's all, I mean, Chair. Uh, uh, that is worrying me if it takes so long even for me to say. Because if I tell the person outside to say, look, I've tried myself, but I'm not getting any answer, it doesn't occur well, Chairperson. Yes, no, 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 it's fine. As members of parliament, we do this every day when we receive complaints um, uh, uh, from the public. Um, Tabo, you want to talk to this? Yes, th- thanks, okay. Chair. I, I think... Uh, the, the gist of uh, uh, the matter raised by Honorable Shalemba is uh, wish the DG must uh, uh, come out clear, uh, emanated from the fact that uh, their call center is not uh, really functional because uh, uh, there were calls made, either the f- doesn't go through or there is no response. And in our last engagement with them, they have said they have moved to ensure that uh, 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 it is operational in that space. Now, if you receive such complaint uh, and uh, they complain to any one of us understanding that we operate within the space, it is not because uh, uh, we are special or whatsoever. It's because they understand that we are are in the space and uh, when they come to us, their issues will receive the necessary attention it deserves. Then it becomes problematic if the DG then ignores uh, such uh, 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 letters from, uh, even if it's from the public, because the intention is to assist uh, 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 the veterans to have accessibility to whatever services that they require from the department. If there is a stumbling block and there is no effectiveness and efficiency from the office of the DG, then it becomes a problem. They've got nowhere to run. Then their problems will never be resolved. Thank you. Correct. You, you, you are right, Tabo, uh, in, 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 in saying what you have said. Um, for example, we've dealt with these issues before. Uh, people say with the military veterans, we have written to the department and our letters have not been uh, acknowledged. We don't know whether uh, our application was turned down or not. And uh, so we can't even start to lodge an appeal. And uh, yet the law is very clear that um, the the department must respond with a decision within 30 days to enable the applicant to make a, a decision whether the reasons given uh, justify um, uh, appealing 
the decision uh, or not. So, so, so it is in this context that um, we want our department to be responsive. Each time when they receive uh, complaints, not even from the members of parliament, from the members of the public, we are appointed to serve. And serving means exactly that, to attend to each and every letter that is written to us, acknowledge it, and if um, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a, it's, it's the applicant has misdirected himself or herself, indicate in black and white when you write back that, in actual fact, you uh, came to the wrong department. Uh, in your view, um, uh, the matter should have been referred to a department X and Y. So that's 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 the context um, that in which we are raising this matter. We're dealing with a very small constituency, um, and it shouldn't be really difficult uh, to deal with this issue. I mean, we have education that deals with millions of people. Here we're dealing with uh, less than uh, 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 thirty thousand, and uh, so shouldn't really be a difficult issue. And uh, Dr. Pasop, you want to make a follow up? I can see your hand. Oh, thanks, thanks, sir. No, I'm fine with the context under which we are discussing this matter, but I wanted to take it further, Chair. Here is the situation. A particular member of the committee is requesting an information from the department. I think you need to assist on that, on that one as well. Because for me, whatever we want from the department, we're supposed to buy a pro to your office. I can't just go to the department and request for information. Tell you, Chair. Yes, yes, you, you, this is a different matter, um, uh, uh, Dr. Pasopo, um, that uh, Dr. Sh- Mr. Shedembe raised. Um, <clears throat> so let's, 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 let's not uh, uh, deal with it, uh, expand uh, its terms of uh, reference. Let's deal with this as it's been raised. But I understand what, what you are, where you are coming from, and um, we'll deal with it as a separate uh, matter. All right, DJ, please uh, deal with this uh, before we uh, release you uh, on this item. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. As I said, when we started uh, to come into the meeting, that some of the things that are going to be presented to us, we will be able to respond and answer. Other ones will take them as comments and observations uh, by our members and we will find a way on improving on them. Since the DMV is a department that is meant for benefits and is outward looking, it's more or less to support the military veterans. It means we need to strengthen our customer service area and make sure also our IT is in place and make sure we copy also from institutions like SARS. When you get to SARS, you receive your message on the phone immediately. I do not want to put a whole blame totally on ICT, but ICT can be a very great vehicle for us as we are entering into that space as a department so that when a query comes in, it's not dependent on a human being only. Uh, It might be able to be answered via an ICT system that talks to the person's phone who sent the query. Um, I'm not going to answer. I welcome the, 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 the... the issues that have been raised. If there's a specific issue, we usually go out and follow it up. I would like maybe outside uh, of DG, the meeting DG, to DG, assist. Sorry, DG, um, Mr. Shelembe was specific. I wrote you a letter in June and um, you have not 
uh, responded to the letter. And it doesn't say uh, the letter was sent uh, uh, to some junior official and um, who has failed to escalate it to you due to systemic uh, issues and so on. He says, I wrote and the letter and addressed it to you. And uh, you should actually be saying you, 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 it was an oversight and you respond to the letter. Chairperson, to, to, to be specific, in the events that um, letters that come to, to, to the office, maybe directly to the email, um, I would usually pick them up and we send the officials to follow up. My apologies on Mr. Shellenberg's um, matter. I would like uh, maybe to discuss the matter maybe outside of the meeting so that I can be able to follow up on that one. Uh, some that we received, we indeed have followed up and made sure that uh, the officials even visit those families that have been identified. This might have been, uh, I might have missed it. Uh, and we can be able to uh, follow up outside of the meeting and we look at the specifics at the end and we fix the matter. And that's how far with the, Mr. Shalemba's matter I, I can be able to go. No, it's fine. We can leave it at that, DJ. All right, colleagues, uh, I think we've dealt with the first issues. Are there any outstanding uh, uh, questions or matters, colleagues, that have not been uh, dealt with uh, to your satisfaction before we move to the last uh, presentation? It doesn't look like there is any. And uh, can you quickly deal with the last uh, presentation, uh, DJ? Thank you very much, Chairperson. I should have Mr. Monty Makwanza on standby. Uh, Dr. Makwanza? Um, good morning again, Chairperson uh, and DG. DG and Mr. Makonza is not on the platform. Um, I'll, I'll be able to deal with the matter because I'm, I'm quite familiar with it. Thank you, Dr. Siango. Okay. Um, Okay, I think the issues of the structure, Chairperson, of the department have long been outstanding, and we, we know that this issue has always been raised. And I think some of the challenges are well known in terms of, um, you know, uh, capacity and, and what, what had transpired back, you know, uh, when the department was formed. So what we have done, because really we have not been moving um, with this with this project for some time now, so we we had to then go back and understand what has really been the issue, uh, so that we, we systematically kind of you know and and based on the advices from TPSA and how other government departments do this this kind of a process, we we systematically also ask as a department enter into this, and I think also the guidance that we got from our ministry the other day. Um, I think last financial year was was for us as a department to seek a, a expertise that can assist us to move faster with this with this kind of information. 
So at this background, I think it's important to say that we had then to go back and understand what really happened here. What what is it that we need to do? So <clears throat> at some point, the PSA, when they started to assist the department, they did a survey on the department in terms of their operations management framework. And these were the findings that 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 came through uh, in that in that survey. Uh, that we we you know the department has an implementation plans in place for service delivery model. We have service standards and uh, and service charter only. Um, and you know there is limited departmental support and buy-in for development, implementation, and maintenance of all building blocks, which are going to talk to how then building blocks in terms of the operations management framework. And in certain areas, what then that survey found out was that in some benefits or in some areas, there were standard operation procedures. In some areas, there were not. Um, and, um, and no, there was then... Uh, Mr. Siango, um, I'm, I'm not too sure if you are, you are actually addressing the, 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 the item that is on the agenda. Um, this is operations management. Um, it's, it's, it's a status report towards um, uh, the implementation of the operations management framework or something. It's different from a, a briefing on a progress um, to change your organizational structure and address uh, the challenges, um, the capacity challenges within the DMV. Yeah, are we talking up, um, about the same thing? Yes, Chairperson, because um, as part of us uh, uh, developing the structure, we we there are these building blocks that form a suit in terms of uh, the micro-organizational structure. I will I will talk to. Maybe let me talk to this uh, chair, to this slide, where, or, or maybe let me just say, chair, this slide and 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 this one, it it really informs how we are then going to move forward in terms of coming to this particular slide, where now we are going to be talking in terms of the timelines and the and, and what we need to do to have uh, the structure in place. Because for example, as I indicated, Chair, that what we have done now is that um, early this year, based on those the previous two slides, uh, we had to then approach uh, National Treasury Government Technical Advisory Center to assist us to put together a macro-organizational structure which was going to lead us into a, a micro-organizational structure and also then all those other processes in terms of business process mapping and standard operating procedures and, and things like that. So I felt that it would be useful for me to take the committee through that so that the committee has a, a full understanding and appreciation of, of, of the fact that we took a step back to understand what is really the problem, why are we not moving in putting together this structure. But however, Chair, I will maybe let me focus on this one then to say that what we have done then with GTEC is that um, since we have partnered with them, we have been having meeting, we had a lot of meetings with them uh, in the first 
first part of this year, uh, based on the fact that we we were revisiting all the mistakes that we've been making in the department in the past. And to the extent that um, we then, you know, commissioned uh, uh, interviews with uh, officials in the department at some point, I think it was around um, March or so, where they collected a lot of information in terms of our business process mapping, what are the challenges, um, you know, how to, what, what is it that we want to do, and all, all those kind of things. They gave us then an assessment report. Uh, it was, I think, in around uh, April or May. That assessment report then, the, which was discussed with the, with the Director General, uh, because it had preliminary kind of um, information around what is the thinking in terms of reviewing um, or of the proposed uh, service delivery model of the department, which was then going to inform um, the macro position structure. So then there was concurrence between GTEC and the DG in terms of what is it that we need to put in place? What changes do we need to put in place uh, in terms of the macro position structure? So then the team from GTEC the experts from expertise from GTEC then went back and they did the macro organizational structure of the department. And part of that uh, chair and members um, was also to look at the financial implications of that macro organizational structure. Um, uh, initial, you know, because we need, when we are going to National Treasury and to DPSA, to also uh, present those financial implications for consideration. They've done a costing model, which is then going to, uh, you know, inform what then is going to be the cost implications, um, you know, going forward. So what we then, we have since received a final report. Uh, we have since received a final report um, on the uh, last week, uh, in terms of the micro-organizational structure and the costing model, which what we are going to do now, we are still processing that report, but uh, which then completes the first part of what we wanted to do. What then we are going to do now after the first phase, which is what is, is, is done now, is we need to consult that first phase with the ministry as, as, as per the requirement. Uh, and then as part of of our second phase now, which is something that we have started as part of analysis of the first phase, is to move now into the business process mapping and also to develop the micro organizational structure. Now, the micro micro now is going to talk to, if we are saying in the macro organizational structure, we need to have um, the program, uh, socioeconomic support must be reconfigured. The micro organizational structure now is going to talk to what are the positions then that need to be attached to that uh, to that reconfiguration? And it's going to talk to the issue of job job evaluation of those uh, positions that need to be attached uh, to 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 that. And we remember, chair, at some point, DPSA had assisted us to do some preliminary work. I think it was around 2018 or 20, 2019 or so. So. We are not. We are going to come revisit the work that they have done because there was a lot of work that was done back there. Revisit that work, 
and try and then and integrate it into this first phase that we've we've done uh, through through GTEC, so that then we are able by September to provide that micro organizational structure now, which is going to talk to what are the positions then that are going to be attached to the macro organizational structure in terms of uh, how many directors do we need, how many DTGs, you know, all those kind of, of, of things. Um, um, uh, and, and, and how then do we structure provinces and, and, and things like that. So that work has already st- uh, started uh, because it was, we were just brushing off what was done in, in, in 2019. So I think then on the issue of uh, the, the, the staff morale, um, okay, um, I think there, there are initiatives, uh, uh, say, that are, are being put in place. For example, there is a, a committee, a transitional committee, which seeks to deal with the culture uh, and come up with plans to boost staff morale. I know that, uh, for example, there have been, a, a, in, in provinces, there were challenges uh, with regards to, uh, you know, issues that uh, provincial coordinators were, were were reporting. So some of the, the HR practitioners now have been visiting provinces. I know that uh, the issue of Free State and Northern Cape has been resolved to the extent that, um, you know, those offices now are going to be f- fully functional. And and we know that in KZN also, we have recently appointed a provincial coordinator there uh, in KZN. And um, so so we, we are dealing with matter of of of, uh, of, of staff morale. Um, I, I would like to, to end it there, Chairperson. Okay. Um, are you, thank you very much. Um, there was also a piece on the asset management. Um, who was going to take us through that uh, piece? In fact, it's an issue of assets verification. Assets. Thank you, Shafesan. We'll ask to apply to the asset management presentation and acting CFO will take us through that. Mr. Siango? And just please focus on the issues that were flagged by, by the AG, the Auditor General, in relation to this matter. Um, thank you, uh, Chairperson and the members. Um, good morning once again. Um, Mr. Sion, can you please go to enable editing so that we can be able to move with the presentation? Uh, can you please just go to slide two? All right. Um, thank you, Chair. I have a hard copy next to me, and I would like um, the presentation controller to just move to item to slide number two. This is just 
an overall presentation, chairperson of our units, of our assets in our asset register, that um, as at uh, 31st uh, March 2022, the total amount of our assets were 28 million, of which um, 120 individual assets were major assets and 24 were minor. And the total number in terms of the units um, in respect of our, our assets are just uh, 144. Uh, Chairperson, you have got your specific um, requirement to say, let us focus on AG inputs. On my second last slide, we are indicating the, the challenges as well as the finding raised by the AG. Uh, Chairperson, I just want to thank really the team led by Ms. Tindisa, who really assisted to keep an eye on the area of assets throughout the year. We have performed a physical asset count more than what the policy provided, and that really bad um, our a, a fruitful outcome uh, during the audit. If you go to the second last slide, we have um, two only two exceptions relating to assets, and it had nothing to do with lost assets that could not be found, um, meaning that it was just um, housekeeping findings. Um, the first exception related to so assets... Your, your, your slides are not moving. Uh, can you ask the person who's managing your presentation to move the slides? Um, thank you, Chairperson. I think now we are on the slide I was talking to in respect of the findings raised by the Auditor General that the first one was such that um, the assets under investigation were not necessarily included on the financial statements. So it was just information that was already uh, submitted as part of the asset register, but it was not carried through to the face of the financials, of which that was corrected uh, in the sense that we took information as already submitted to the AG and we put true as part of the uh, face of the financial statements. And secondly, the second um, exception in relation to assets, it uh, it was the fact that mon monthly asset uh, reconciliations were not performed. There was um, a bit of... Um, a sort of a misunderstanding between the two parties here, of which we, according to the AG interpretation of our policy, was such that um, we 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 should be uh, doing the asset reconciliation on a monthly on a monthly basis. However, according to our understanding, that paragraph uh, relates to when we have a, a logistics system operating. Logis mainly addresses two areas 
uh, within finance, which is asset management as well as procurement. Um, as part of our policy, we indicated that as soon as we implement logis, we will do uh, monthly asset reconciliations. So that was the understanding of the department. However, on the side of AG, um, you know, they felt that we we should be doing monthly recons, uh, even with the manual system that is currently in place. It was just uh, that uh, sort of um, uh, misunderstanding between the two, uh, of which we are indicating that we the plan is to implement really Ulogis effective from the 1st of September. So these things will be addressed because now there won't be a different understanding in, 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 in you know, through various stakeholders. So that is the only two exceptions that um, we had, Chairperson, and really want to give credit to Ms. Tindesa for really leading uh, this team to ensure that uh, our assets in the department are taken care of and they are reported correctly. Thank you, Chair. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you very much. Um, are you done with the presentations? I assume so. Um, yes, I am done, Chairperson. Okay. But I will, um, I'll take any further comments or questions emanating for the entire presentation. No, it's fine. Uh, colleagues, um, I invite your comments and questions on the last two presentations. So basically, you 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 this portfolio committee uh, said your department um, will fail to deliver on its mandate um, because the the structure was not aligned to the service delivery delivery model and that um, you were required to do a restructuring and then address the systemic uh, challenges within the department. Um, so your, your your presentation says uh, that work is underway and you're not telling us when uh, the work will be uh, uh, completed, your pro- project management plan. That's what we required or requested last time. When you are likely to have finalized uh, the process. And uh, we raised this point because the DPSA had been to the department to try and assist but the information we got was that the department was not cooperating with the with the PSA. And in your presentation, you're saying that from the work conducted by GTEC and the interviews uh, done with members of staff, you are yet to consult um, the work that... Um, was produced by the DPSA that the department, that your members of staff 
uh, simply, simply walked away from. That made them to wash off their hands and left uh, the department because you, the department was really not cooperating. As for them, this matter would have been addressed long time ago. So <clears throat> have you produced a, a project management plan that takes us right till the end, uh, to the end result? That would be my question. Mine, mine is up, Chair. Oh, yes. Sorry, uh, Mr. Mutler sent this up. My apologies. I only see it now, Tabo. Uh, over to you, sir. All right. Uh, no, no, thanks. Thanks, Chair. Uh, with regard to the established uh, transformational committee, uh, which uh, the presentation indicates that uh, it seeks to deal with uh, uh, culture, and uh, boost the the morale of the staff. Uh, how far has the committee uh, gone, and what are the the positives of uh, uh, this committee since its establishment uh, to date? I'm asking this uh, necessarily because uh, uh, we know that uh, there's still a challenge in terms of filling vacancies in that department. And uh, if vacancies are not uh, filled, it means uh, those that are there need to go work, uh, go an extra mile in ensuring that uh, the institution is able to deliver. Uh, as expected or as uh, envisaged in the in the uh, organizational structure, uh, they need to close the gap, and uh, in so doing, I think it is uh, inherent that uh, one would then have developed interest and expectation to progress within uh, the, the 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 ranks or hierarchy of the organization when uh, those opportunities are available. Therefore, if nothing is done to address that, that uh, then demoralizes uh, employees. They, 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 they will then see no need for them to put uh, extra effort if those efforts are not recognized in one way or another. Therefore, my, my, my question will be around uh, the work done so far and its impact in the organization. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Honorable Mutle. Uh, please comment. Uh, I invite you to teach it. Okay. Um. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um. Maybe let me start with the last one on the uh, transform transformational committee. We are already beginning to see the impact. Um. As I indicated, that what our approach here was 
to to start uh, looking at fixing the provincial offices because there what we understood was that there were personal challenges between the officials you know that were working in 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 the provinces to the extent that um you know the work of the department was really suffering so we started with northern cape and free state um and we really went in hard to resolve the matters of those officials there um uh, to the extent that uh, those matters have been resolved um resolved in the sense that uh, we have uh, agreed with those officials uh, that we one of the most progressive resolutions was to actually move those officials around which is something that we had agreed we we we, we all agreed on as part of the intervention um uh, because there were really some uh, issues that we we felt that were not easy to resolve because they really became two personal matters between those those particular individuals <clears throat> and then um we intend then going to uh, because there's a couple of these challenges uh, in, in other provinces we plan then we were intending to go to eastern cape uh, and also um uh, uh, limpopo to to kind of seek similar you know kind of uh, interventions well it may differ of course from province to province based on the investigation that we do internally in the department what we have begun to do now uh, chaperson is that on on issues uh, there are a lot of grievances in the department uh, by officials on certain things on on different various things so through that committee we have been uh, you know because of uh, we want this some of these things we do it them internally in, in certain ex- extent where we are really feel that the they are either sensitive issues or we don't want to compromise uh, these matters we normally just ask our counterparts from other departments to come and assist us to deal with some of these uh, matters and then they would provide us with uh, recommendations so there's been some investigations that we have um, requested or commissioned uh, either by us internally or by our sister departments officials who are labor relations um, experts uh, so then once then we get those recommendations we would then put in place or recommend interventions with those particular officials i think that's the approach that we are taking um chairperson uh, and members then on the issue of the timelines or project plan for the structure um with those two slides i tried to there there is a project plan that we have tried to put in place but it's a, it 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 is at a macro level in terms of the specific outputs that we would want to get i think for the current financial year we really want to um uh, for the current financial year we want to put in place well which is something that we have done with gtech we have reviewed the the service delivery model which is something that we are going to adopt now as part of management response to that report 
Uh, we are going to um, be doing a business process uh, mapping, and also we are going to review some of the old SOPs in the department. That's the plan that we are going to do for this year. And then also, um, as I indicated earlier in the presentation, that we want by September of this financial year, of this year, to have uh, developed a microstructure and the final costing model that we are going to be submitting uh, to National Treasury and to um, and to uh, DPSA for their advice and, and 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 consideration. So that's the kind of project plan that we have put in place. Um, and and of course, we 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 then that process then is going to be driven through the our our ministry because we need now after we've considered this first phase consult with our ministry and then and then we get guidance in terms of how we then move forward uh, towards uh, finalizing that micro micro organizational structure i think that's the project plan that we we have in mind uh, thank you okay Right. Thank, thank you very much, um, colleagues. I, I, Tabo, you want to make a follow-up? Yeah, Chair. Uh, I, I, I don't think my question was uh, answered uh, sufficiently because uh, my understanding is that uh, conflict management is part and parcel of uh, uh, HR uh, as, uh, responsibilities to deal with. Now, there's a committee here called Transformational Committee, and I want to believe that uh, its uh, mandate is to transform the culture and ensure that the morale of the staff in the department, not only in those uh, provincial offices, in the entire department, from headquarters to the last office in uh, 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 every corner of this uh, uh, country to ensure that uh, uh, they inculcate the correct culture uh, uh, and ensure that uh, the, 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 the morale of the staff within the department is such that uh, they are able to execute their work effectively and efficiently without uh, any hindrance whatsoever. So my question is not on conflict uh, resolution that they have embarked on. It's on the positives of that committee or that committee has registered so far. They they should be able to say... uh, the operation previously in terms of culture was like this. And since the establishment of this uh, committee, uh, this is the positives that we are seeing. And this is the cultures that we have been expecting and is beginning to, to, to be practical within the department. Not conflict resolution, it's something else. Thanks, Chair. Yes, sir. Thanks. Uh, to, uh, Boss, my, underst- my understanding, Chair, is that when you talk, you speak transformation, you speak change. You don't speak uh, necessarily conflict. Yes. Um, uh, can you get the responses? Uh, Chairperson, I, I can assist uh, as well from, from the angle of the 
department. In terms of looking at the, uh, I wouldn't blanketly say at the moral, I would say um, at the overall operational um, space of the department, including human resource, and of course the mandate and the policies, which are very crucial, and how we run ourselves as as, as government officials. I would say um, within within this transformation committee, there's um, a lot that has to be done. Of course, it's not going to be a once-off exercise. Uh, it does include uh, elements that are also uh, prescribed by the DPSA on how we should be able to work as as colleagues. The are areas that we look into in terms of ethics of public servants, uh, which contains the Batupile principles, of course. And the Transformation Committee uh, would also uh, be looking at those areas. I think the chairperson made it quite clear that issues of change management must be there, um, issues of, of, of team buildings. It, it is stipulated by the DP, DPSA, and that committee will definitely be following uh, those areas uh, to ensure that we are speaking in one voice as public servants who are there to service uh, the people and the public. Of course, our constitution, chapter 10, uh, talks to us as public administration and how we should conduct ourselves. Uh, it is important for the committee to note that there is historical things that had to be addressed as well so that we move forward uh, with, with the same uh, pace or with the same uh, structured organization like other organizations. The department, I think that's what Mr. Siengo has been referring to, uh, that we have been attending to those historical challenges, uh, especially um, they started with the provinces and they are smoothing out and we are seeing uh, some 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 clear understanding of how the provincial coordinator should be working internally, but we also focusing outwardly to the military veterans uh, as our beneficiaries. I, indeed, also the, the history has been clustered with issues of post uh, matching and uh, skills matching and the department in areas where we pick that up that we can be able to do it via the HR section we are able to do that and smoothing it out there are still some that are left uh, uh, that still need to be resolved and where we need and expect from another department in, in HR or DPSA to assist us we have called on to that uh, uh, assistance from those departments um, it is not something that we can do it, but from the look of the morale, morale, you also deal with it in terms of projects. We have got a lot of exciting projects that the department has embarked on where we work as teams. And we have seen uh, colleagues starting to participate in those teams. And we've also seen some results in terms of the performance. And I would like to say, if we look at strategic issues like working on audits, submitting information, the colleagues have been participating positively and it has resulted in terms of reduction, in terms of uh, mistakes, in terms of our audit uh, exercise. From my side, I think um, the department is growing from strength to strength. We have pockets of challenges uh, where the committee has made us to focus on, like customer service will be strengthening ourselves in those areas. We will definitely look at the areas that the members have raised in terms of staff uh, relations and staff morale, but from where we are sitting, we have put up a, a solid structure for the for the colleagues to be able to go and report if there's challenges that they are facing that are not fair. But of course, we won't take it by word of mouth. We'll make sure that we investigate. So what is the reason? And if the 
it benefits the official, that benefit will be definitely given, but based on a research that will be put into that particular complaint. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, colleagues. I think we have exhausted the, the discussion, unless I'm wrong, uh, but it doesn't look like there's any hand uh, on the system anymore, any longer. Uh, a clear indication that um, <clears throat> we have uh, concluded the discussions on the presentation. Um, of course, we'll be meeting the department uh, uh, very soon uh, to deal with the AG uh, uh, matters and, of course, uh, and other matters as well um, <clears throat> pertaining the, the, the to the perform pertaining the performance of the department. With that as it may, let me thank uh, the DG and the team for uh, uh, answering, uh, for presenting today and uh, dealing with all the questions that members raised. And I wish them well as they uh, do their job uh, going forward. Uh, thanks, DG. Thanks uh, to your team. We can then uh, uh, let you off the system. Uh, but we, okay. <clears throat> yes, as we take the, the presentation on the last item. Thank you very much, DG. Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you to the members. Thank you to the colleagues, and goodbye, Chairperson. Thank you. Um, uh, the last item is the minutes, I think. Uh, Mutley, is your hand up? Are you wanting to say something? No, no, Chair, it's a, it's a, it's a legacy hand, but uh, maybe it's, ju- it's just a, a thought that uh, uh, out of the responses that we, we got uh, from uh, this department, uh, that we just dealt with that uh, maybe in future when we do site visit, like we did with uh, uh, soldiers uh, on their morale, we interacted with the, the lowest, the troops themselves. Maybe if an opportunity avails, we must uh, also engage staff at lower level at the department so that we are able to balance the views from the reports we get from the 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 the, the management and the the lower staff at the in, within the department because they are the ones who are executing a daily a day to day operation of the of the the department. I'm I'm just sponsoring that view uh, to be considered in future. Thank you, Chair. Okay, no, no, that 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 is not at Mr. Monthly. We can now move to the next item. Uh, it's right. So these are the minutes um, of the twenty fourth of August. Um, I will then ask Brian um, to take us through them page uh, to show us page by page. Please indicate if there are any uh, changes or corrections you want to raise.
Thanks, man. All right, colleagues, uh, these are the minutes. Um, if there are no corrections uh, to be effected, um, is there any support uh, for the minutes? Move in the second. Yes, is this your hand? Yeah, I, I move, Chair, for the adoption. Uh, Mr. Mr. Mutley moves for adoption. Any seconder? Ms. Lekwase, Chair. Ms. Lekwase seconds. Colleagues, I think we've dealt with all the items. Am I correct, Brian? That's correct, Chair. Yes. It, it remains for me to thank uh, all of you for uh, your uh, contribution and sustaining um, our oversight uh, on this uh, department. Yes, there are challenges. You can see it. The department is not achieving at all. It's seriously achieving By its own admission, it... Um, it, it, it's achieved under uh, 50% of the target it set for itself. And, um, and the budget was reduced because the department was not spending. A hundred million rand was taken away from the department, even with that um, cut, it still failed to uh, spend um, uh, its, its budget. Uh, it recorded an under-expenditure of, of 91 million rand. And uh, Dr. Pazopo was right to say that this is a misconduct in the face of all the challenges that we see every day, but they still underspend. They still fail to spend um, the entire budget. It's a serious concern. And uh, But of course, there's nothing we can do. Only the political head of the department can really tighten the screws. We can only say what we are saying, put pressure on them, but we unfortunately, we can't make them do it. That's that's because, yeah. All right, colleagues, let's leave it at that for now, and then until we meet again. Thank you so much. Safe trip to Parliament. Thank you, sir. Uh... Recording stopped.